0: afternoon, America, and welcome to the Dean's List. I'm Dean Bowen. You are listening to America Out Loud Talk Radio, and we have a birthday to celebrate. That's right, it's birthday day today. No, not mine. Mine has come and gone. Today is the birthday of Daniel Webster. Uh, Who was Daniel Webster? Was he the dictionary guy? No, no, that would be Noah. Noah Webster. Daniel Webster was, I don't know, he was only one of the greatest senators to ever ever serve in the Senate. Uh, He delivered one of the greatest speeches, many consider it to be one of the greatest speeches ever delivered in the Senate in 1830 in defense of the Union. Yeah, in 1830, he was defending the Union because there were those... Uh, beginning as early as 1830 that really felt like you know you know we have the right to secede you know they were talking about secession even then and in 1830 Daniel Webster delivers this this speech in defense of the Union that you know for for generations, school children actually memorized um the closing portion of his speech uh, I I'm, I'm not going to read it to you it's it's fantastic. Uh, maybe I'll put it in, in some writing though at some point perhaps I'll do that because it um, you know, you're gonna you're gonna love reading it. Uh, he's again, he's considered one of the greatest senators because of his ardent defense of the Constitution and his ardent defense of the Union. Uh, he believed firmly that that this country uh, was indeed the greatest country on the planet, that this country had a purpose, and that it was the greatest on the planet because of the protection provided it by the Constitution, the greatest document uh, ever written in the form of um, government, essentially. you know the, our, our Constitution creates our, our form of government, uh, where in, you know, the average lifespan of the Constitution is 17 years. You know, we talk about this all the time. And ours is, you know, 230 plus. Uh, but there are those that would uh, love to do nothing but destroy our Constitution. And Daniel Webster knew this, but he stood in defense of it. Uh, his statue stands uh, in the U.S. Capitol's Statuary Hall. It is placed there by the state of New Hampshire. Every state gets two uh, two statues. They get to choose two individuals to, to be represented in uh, on, on Capitol Hill. Many of them are in Statuary Hall. Others are just in various places, um, you know, throughout the Capitol. But uh, he is there in, uh, in honor of New Hampshire. His career spanned almost four decades. Uh, he served as Secretary of State uh, for three presidents. Uh, he had many... Uh, Many stints and let, let me see. Look just listen to this. He um he serves in Congress from 1813 to 1817. Then again from 1823 to 1827. Then he went to the Senate, where he served 1827 to 1841. He became U.S. Secretary of State from 1841 to 1843. Goes back to the Senate, eighteen forty-five to eighteen fifty, and then back to Secretary of State, eighteen fifty 1850 to eighteen fifty-two. Uh, he negotiated the Webster-Ashburton Treaty, which set uh, the nation's northeast border. Uh, he he was just uh, he, he was a man who understood the times. He again he's born in. January 18, 1782, uh, you know, so he's uh, he he's born into the very tail end of the Revolutionary War. Uh, so he he's not one of our, I don't know that he'd be considered a founding father, but he grows up in, in that era. I mean, he's part of the second generation. He's part of this generation that, that the founders passed the uh, baton to and he accepted the call. He accepted the uh, the opportunity to be on that relay team and to accept the baton, and he accepted it well. As a 20-year-old, Daniel Webster was the headmaster of Freiburg Academy in uh, Freiburg, Maine. While there, as a 20-year-old, in 1802, he delivers a 4th of July oration, 4th of July speech, and Uh, there's just two sentences from this speech that I want to read to you. All right, maybe three, maybe three, because they're just that good. They're that timely. Here's what he says. If an angel should be winged from heaven on an errand of mercy to our country, the first accents that would glow on his lips would be this. Beware, be cautious. You have everything to lose and nothing to gain you have everything to lose and nothing to gain. Uh, you know, if, if he were to, if an angel were to descend on this country and speak to the people, he would say, beware and be cautious. You have everything to lose and nothing to gain. You have nothing to gain because you are, you have created via your constitution, the the, the best form of government ever established. But Uh, beware and be cautious, you have everything to lose, because there are foes that would would tear this country down. He's saying this as a 20-year-old. In 1802, he said, we live under the only government that ever existed, which was framed by the unrestrained and deliberate consultations of the people. Miracles do not cluster, he said. That which has happened but once in 6,000 years cannot be expected to happen often. Such a government, once gone, might leave a void to be filled for ages with revolution, tumult, riot, and despotism. Oh, man. These words uh, I I wish would just echo, echo, echo in, in the halls of our education, but they don't. They they don't because we have educators that uh, that that take the opposite point of view than what Daniel Webster took. They would rather see uh, they would rather see the the revolution, the tumult, the riot, the despotism. Uh, and and you know Daniel Webster is saying you know look we're we're a part of the generation that received this. Um, this government, framed by unrestrained and deliberate uh, uh, thought, consultation, purpose of people. And this isn't going to happen again, probably. I mean, this is going to come around once every 6,000 years. We have it. We should take care of it. We should cherish it. We should hold it dearly. That's what he's saying. As a 20-year-old, he's saying this. And then 50 years later, As a 70-year-old, I got to read what he says to you as a 70-year-old. This is eight months before he he passes. And uh, he's at the New York Historical Society commemorating Washington's birthday. This is February 23rd, 1852. And his address is entitled, The Dignity and Importance of History. All right, here's just a, a little piece of it. He says, we must strengthen ourselves and gird up our loins with new resolution. Gird up our loins? Who says that anymore? Nobody. Uh, We should start saying that again. Gird up your loins. All right. Uh, I'm sorry. Back to it. We must strengthen ourselves and gird up our loins with new resolution in the support of the Constitution. Prepare to meet manfully whatever of difficulty or of danger or of sacrifice the providence of God may call upon us to meet. Uh, He's saying, look here, kids, I'm a 70-year-old man now, and we have to strengthen ourselves to support and defend our Constitution in whatever way God calls us to do it. But he's not done. He says, are we of this generation so derelict have we so little of the blood of our revolutionary fathers coursing through our veins that we cannot preserve what they achieved he was he was fearful that we were going to lose uh what was handed off to us again this is 1852 i mean we're we are we're, we're coming to a, to a boiling point in this country and and he's saying look we're going to lose this we've got to defend this constitution He says, the world will cry out shame upon us if we show ourselves unworthy, unworthy to be the descendants of those great and illustrious men who fought for their liberty and secured it to their posterity by the Constitution of the United States. They've passed this baton to us, and um, the world is going to cry out shame on us if we drop it, if we drop the baton. That's his um, that's his message. But he's not done. Quote, we have a great and wise constitution. We have grown, flourished, and prospered under it with a degree of rapidity unequaled in the history of the world. Uh, and, and it's true. I mean, here it's 1852, uh, it hasn't been, you know, 100 years. It hasn't even been 70 years, um, you know. And uh, the, 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 the prospering that the country uh, went through and experienced, uh, it's just unequaled. But he's not done. He says, founded on the basis of equal civil rights, its provisions secure perfect equality and freedom. Those who live under it are equal and enjoy the same privileges. Well, uh, you know, Dean, that's 1852. I mean, slavery was still a thing. How is it that uh, the provisions of the Constitution secure perfect equality and freedom, and those who live under it are equal and enjoy the same privileges? I mean, that that wasn't true. Well, at the time, you're right. It wasn't. But uh, Webster believed that the Constitution provided for it. Webster believed that uh, this is what the the Constitution and the Declaration were written for, that they called for this equality. Webster was a strict abolitionist. Uh, He said, um, he said, traffic in slaves is irreconcilable with the principles of humanity and justice. He said the African slave trader is a pirate and a felon and in the sight of heaven, an offender far beyond the ordinary depth of human guilt. He said, if there be any participation in this traffic, let us pledge ourselves here, upon the Rock of Plymouth, to exerpate and destroy it. He said, I invoke the ministers of our religion, that they proclaim its denunciation that they proclaim its denunciation of these crimes and add its solemn sanctions to the authority of human laws. He further said, if the pulpit be silent whenever or wherever there may be a sinner bloody with this guilt within the hearing of its voice, the pulpit is false to its trust. He was, um, he was very much uh, anti-slavery. He, um, he absolutely uh, despised it, and he believed that uh, the Constitution uh, called for the uh, the uh, equality and freedom of all men. So here we are, he's 70 years old, and and he's saying these things, and he's telling the people, look, you have to defend this. You have to defend this Constitution at, at, at all costs. You know we 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 have to we have to fight for this glorious document, and then this is how he wraps it up. He says, uh, and this I don't know when he when he says this here, it kind of it kind of makes me feel like he's being prophetic. Uh, to a deep state, it's like he knows and understands. Even then, there was a deep state, and I'm sure there was in 1850. There was a deep state, and how do I know there was a deep state? because there were Democrats who who wanted to keep slavery afloat. There were Democrats who made sure Abraham Lincoln's name wasn't on the ballot in particular states. Ooh, who does that sound like? Bum, bum, bum. What time does that sound like? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. The, The deep state has always been lurking. It's always been, you know, just around the corner, lurking in darkness, waiting to pounce, wanting to uh, put the Constitution through the shredder, wanting to destroy it so it could have complete, utter, and total power. Dean, you sound like such a conspiracy theorist. The other day, I I heard someone say that um, the term shouldn't be conspiracy theory anymore. It should become conspiracy reality. I think I was listening to someone on America Out Loud. I wish I could remember whose show I was listening to. Conspiracy reality. Conspiracy reality. That's what we should start calling it. All right, so here's what he says. Okay, he's he, he's he's about to get prophetic, and he's about to prophesy a deep state. He doesn't call the year 2024 out, but it feels like that's what he's talking about. All right, quote, the Constitution has enemies, secret and professed. They have hot heads and cold hearts. They are rash, reckless, and fierce for change, and with no affection for the existing institutions of their country. Other enemies there are more cool, with more calculation. These have a deeper and more fixed and dangerous purpose. There are those in this country who profess in their own words even to hate the Constitution. But then he starts uh, speaking to us. He says, friends of the Constitution must rally and unite with immovable firmness, like a band of brothers, looking only to the great object set before them, the preservation of the Constitution bequeathed to them by their ancestors. And then he drops this line again. They must gird up their loins for the work. It is a duty which they owe to these ancestors and to the generations, which are to succeed them. I give my heart and hand, my entire cooperation to all good men who are willing to stand by the constitution. Yep. There it is as a 70 year old, eight months before his death, 1852, he's, he's telling us, look, there are people out there, that would love nothing more but to destroy this Constitution. Uh, you know, some of them are are sneaky about it. You know, they're gonna you know try to trick you. They're gonna be deceptive. Others are just coming right out and telling you the They hate the Constitution, and we're experiencing that today. We've got both. We've got people hollering that, that they hate it, that they that this country you know stood for evil. And this country needs to go through wholesale changes. But then you got people kind of, you know, just sneaking around in in the dark alleys, lurking behind closed doors, making, you know, backroom deals to subvert uh, this country and to subvert this government. I've got the receipts today, my friends. We're going to dive into it. We, we are, we're gonna dive into it on Webster's birthday. All right, we'll pick it up on the other side of this break. You're listening to The Dean's List on America Out Loud Talk Radio.
1: Cardiovascular disease is the leading cause of death and disability. Today's high stress on the go lifestyle makes it hard to stay heart healthy. Lifestyle changes like exercise and diet are critical, but you can also support your heart with concentrated nutrients, HealthyCell Cell created heart and vascular health to support three aspects of heart health, cholesterol, blood pressure, and triglycerides with CoQ10, vitamin K2, resveratrol, and soluble fiber. And Healthy Cell's not a pill. It's a patent-pending gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients. You would need to take 13 pills to get the same amount of nutrients in each gel pack. And these great-tasting gels come in a small packet. Tear off the top, shoot it down, or mix it in water. Get heart healthy. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD for 25% off. The Natural Colon Cleanse. It's the ultimate digestive tune-up with oxy powder. It's crafted to alleviate the discomfort of gas, bloating, and occasional constipation. There's a reason why oxy powder is our number one seller. It works. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally.
2: How can you improve your odds of staying healthy? The answer is stay healthy with Cofix Rx. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? Cofix has some great news. Besides being featured as a top five product in the drugstore news, we completed the protocol that you've heard Dr. McCullough talk about. Just click the Cofix RX banner on the America Out Loud website or store. Be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Don't forget, OUTLOUD25 at checkout.
0: Welcome back to the Dean's List, I'm Dean Bowen. You're listening to America Out Loud Talk Radio. We are happy to have you here joining us. You can find us here Monday through Friday at the 2 p.m. Eastern time slot. And hopefully uh, you're uh, listening via the world-class media player on uh, Outloud, AmericaOutloud.news. If you are, then you've you've had a chance to uh, check out the site and just see how fantastic it looks. Uh, I love it. It's just organized so beautifully. Uh, lots of great articles on, on at AmericaOutloud.news lots of great podcasts, excellent voices there. So stop by, uh take a listen. We're just happy that uh you're part of the family, the Loud family. So we are uh, today we're celebrating the birthday of uh, Daniel Webster. Uh, he is considered one of the greatest senators, uh one of the greatest orators uh, and and he is he, he's considered this because he was so uh Ardent in his defense of the Constitution and the country, he believed wholeheartedly in what America stood for, and he preached it early and often. Uh, he just went after it, uh, and 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 he knew he predicted. He he knew that there were there were people that did not want the Constitution to succeed. He called them out. He said they're in secret. But some of them are out and open. They're going to tell you you know, exactly who they are. But there's others who aren't. There is a uh, a deep state faction to this, and they're going to be secretive about it. And they're going to be underhanded. And they're going to be manipulative and working behind the scenes to, to thwart this whole thing. But he is not willing to, to have it be thwarted. Uh, a, a couple of times he would tell his audience, gird up your loins. Let's go after it. We have to protect and defend this constitution. And so here we are in 2024. And uh, I have an article here, right? I just feel like, you know, Webster was prophetic uh, right up to 2024. I am holding an article here. Uh, It is by Luke Rosiak. Luke Rosiak does some fantastic work. Uh, He has done a... uh, Oh, uh, just an excellent investigative uh, report into uh, the U.S. State Department and and what they're paying uh, Germany to do. And they're not paying the country Germany, but but they're paying practitioners from Germany to train our teachers in schools in the United States uh, how to police so-called disinformation. Yes, there are. <laughs> there are uh people from germany practitioners um lecturers from germany lecturing our teachers in in american public schools on how to police disinformation this is what uh records are are showing so the group here is media research center these are the good guys mrc uh they Through a Freedom of Information Act, they have unearthed a treasure trove of of emails and information from the State Department. Uh, The the State Department uh, put on this seminar entitled, Media Logs of Propaganda. All right, these are training sessions. They were funded by a $30,000 grant from the U.S. Embassy in Berlin. Bum, bum, bum. These training sessions consisted of 11 online meetings from June 2021 to April 2022 with an audience of about 700 school teachers, most of them American school teachers. The intent was to train these teachers to inoculate students against disinformation and train them in media literacy, claiming that media sources that questioned the government. Or caused offense to liberals were not trustworthy, and that school children should create their own media parroting progressive activism. Bum, bum, bum. Dean, what does this have to do with Daniel Webster? What does this have to do with defending the Constitution? Well, it has everything to do with Daniel Webster. All right, because he spoke about groups in secret that would want to undermine the Constitution. And that's what's happening here. Our own State Department is giving, you know, via a $30,000 grant from the quote-unquote U.S. Embassy in Berlin uh, to invite German instructors to train our teachers on how to um, instruct our students and uh, inoculate them against disinformation the anti-disinformation officials of course violate their own purported tenets misleading about their financial connections promoting misinformation like the trump russia hoax and censoring likely true information like the lab leak theory and opposing efforts to squash squash misinformation when it when it applied to leftist errors like the 1619 Project. Uh-huh. I mean, you can't call that an error. You can't call that flat-out lies. Are you kidding me? You're calling the 1619 Project a pack of lies? Why, that's misinformation. Why, that's disinformation. And that's what we have to guard against. And we have to train these teachers in America to teach their students how to guard against mis and disinformation like those who would say the 1619 Project is evil and wrong and a pack of lies. Yeah, that's what we have here. Talk about secretly subverting the Constitution. (laughs) Ah, it gets worse. The seminars were conducted by a team of three entities, including Germany's University of Würzburg's Media Education and Educational Tech Lab, the University of Rhode Island's Media Education Lab, to name two of the three. Uh, the Rhode Island Media Education Lab has for years served as a center of liberal censorship efforts. Matter of fact, this lab held a seminar for teachers entitled, quote, How to Teach Students About the Limits of Freedom of Expression." Uh, If that doesn't scream, we want to subvert the Constitution, I don't know what does. I mean, truly, we're going to teach kids uh, about the limits of freedom of expression. You have limits to your freedom of expression, kids, and religion is not included. You cannot freely express your religion. I'll tell you that right now. That's got to stop. I mean, you know. Our 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 constitution supports our uh, our freedoms, but yet this group wants to train our children and and eh, there's limitations. There's limitations, really. I mean, you, you shouldn't be able to carry a gun everywhere. You shouldn't be able to own every single type of gun. There's got to be limitations. Yes. All right. Back to the article. Uh, so we've got Germany, Germany's University of Würzburg Media Education and Educational Tech Lab. We have the University of Rhode Island's Media Education Lab. But there's a third entity in charge of the project. This entity is a nonprofit called Media Literacy Now, or MLN for short, This is how Rosiak refers to them as MLN. So these are the bad guys. So we've got the good guys, MRC, Media Research Center. They're uncovering this information. And one of the bad guys is MLN, Media Literacy. Now, we got that? Are we clear on that? All right, good. We're moving on. MLN lobbies for mandatory training in schools to fight misinformation and online radicalization. And here's one of their boasts. They boast that they helped convince 18 states to make laws on media literacy training. And while the Rhode Island Lab wrote an entire report on the importance of media literacy, without ever defining it, MLN has spoken more clearly about it. They call it, quote, a tool to create the society we all deserve, one that nurtures racial Equity, social justice, and true democracy. Mm. Now, listen, that might just sound nice. I mean, that, that sounds great. That is a society we all deserve. I mean, we deserve a society that nurtures racial equity and social justice and, and, and true democracy. I, I, I mean, there's only one problem here uh, they don't actually want racial equity. They want racial division. And they achieve racial division under the guise of racial equity. They don't want justice. They don't want social justice. They, they want to create a division. Now what they do want though is a true democracy that, that we're going to give them that. Uh, but we are we don't want a true democracy. We're not a democracy. Our founders didn't want us to be a democracy, and that's why we're a republic. Oh, I'm telling you, we're getting there close. We're going to have to just do something here where we just spend a day or two and we delve into the differences of just a democracy and a republic. All right, uh, this this, uh, definition of media literacy continues they say media literacy equals cultural change that that's what they want they want a complete overhaul of of american culture they want to change everything uh that missive came below the tagline here's the tagline justice now equality now democracy now uh, if that doesn't scream trouble then then we're not awake they're demanding democracy now, because they know democracy leads to mob rule. That's what they want. Also, uh, not, not only um, uh, not only that tagline, but there was a graphic of the MLN logo superimposed over a picture of a protest with signs such as ACAB. ACAB. Well, what's ACAB? ACAB is the Antifa slogan, and it stands for all cops are bastards. Uh huh. Yeah. Is this the justice that we want? Is this the equality that we want? Is this the democracy that we want? The mob to rule it, without any type of, of police protection at all, whatsoever? It gets worse. MLN uh, also promotes a World Health Organization statement that said, quote, an infodemic is an overabundance of information, both online and offline. It includes deliberate attempts to disseminate wrong information and must be addressed by the UN system. It must be addressed by the United Nations. All of this This overload of information, which includes deliberate attempts to disseminate wrong information, must be dealt with by the UN, with member states, and with each other, and to prevent the spread of mis- and disinformation. Continuing with the virus metaphor, MLN said it intends to inoculate children against misinformation which is code for, yeah, we're just going to, we're going to tell them all the lies we can. We're going to pump them with misinformation. I mean, they, they tell us what they're doing. Okay. By disguising it with the exact opposite of what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. The, the, uh, it's, it's right out of their playbook. It's so clear. It's so plain. Uh it, That, you know, sometimes we miss it. Sometimes it's just so obvious that sometimes we miss it. The founder of the Rhode Island Lab. All right. So we've got three players here. Remember, we've got uh, Germany University Wurzburg. We've got their uh, educational tech lab. And then we've got the uh, Rhode Island, University of Rhode Island uh, Media Tech Lab. And then we have uh, MLN, Media Literacy Now. All right, so the founder of the Rhode Island Lab and advisory board member of MLN is University of Rhode Island communications professor Renee Hobbs. All right, so Renee Hobbs is a communication professor. So Renee Hobbs is the uh, Rhode Island communication professor, and uh, she is also on the board of MLN. All right, so we've got this um, this marriage here between this this one person and these two entities. Uh, she attempted to push for federal legislation, which would create sixty million dollars in subsidies for anti disinformation work, like what you know she is you know saying that she's involved in. Uh, this legislation uh, was was um, building on the momentum. Uh, Of this idea that Russians caused Trump to win in uh, 2016, which itself, of course, is a true conspiracy theory. This is true lies right here. But uh, on the momentum that's built from this true lie, this Schwarzenegger movie, she is uh, hoping to to get this $60 million windfall uh, to to push for more anti-disinformation work all the while providing disinformation. <laughs> do, do you see how this works? Oh, man. Listen to this. Hobbes hosted the State Department-funded seminars, while she also chaired a National Council of Teachers of English group. This group that she's chairing argued that English teachers should move beyond teaching children to write, and instead disrupt uh, disrupt classroom hierarchies and focus on consumerism and economic injustice uh folks you can't make this stuff up. we we, we have this professor who uh, is a is teaches communication at Rhode Island uh, she found this Rhode Island uh, Rhode Island Media Lab. she's on the advisory board of MLN and she's chairing the National Council of Teachers of English, Uh, seminar that is arguing English teachers should move beyond teaching children to write. They don't need to learn how to write. Instead, we need to teach them how to disrupt classroom hierarchies. We should focus on consumerism. We should focus on economic injustice. That is code for let's focus on how capitalism is evil. There's nothing good about capitalism, children it must be dethroned. You must all earn the same and give it to the government. And then they will decide what to be done with it. Uh, Daniel Webster's words echo in our hearts today. On his birthday, there are people out there that want to destroy this constitution. All right, we will pick this up on the other side of this break. You're listening to The Dean's List on America Out Loud Talk Radio.
1: The Out Loud Truth was the rallying call that started it all. America Out Loud Dot News was an idea, a movement, a place where folks would feel comfortable speaking the truth without being censored or canceled. The First Amendment is alive and well. America Out Loud Talk Radio, it's a fight
0: So stop being a patient and
1: start being a student at EnergeticHealthInstitute.org.
0: Welcome back to the Dean's List. I'm Dean Bowen. We're listening to America Out Loud talk radio. And uh, Luke Rosiak has, has done the heavy lifting here. Uh, Luke is, uh, you know, we, we love his work here. He does, he does, he does great uh, reporting great investigative uh, reporting this article that i am referencing uh that luke put together is entitled state department paid germans to bring censorship and propaganda to us schools if you want to look it up i will uh i'll put it in the show notes i'll definitely link it uh and it's it's you know it's a couple days old actually it's january 9th. this has been sitting in my stack uh you know, for a few days now, and I just it just it's taken me a minute to to get around to it, and it just so happens that it you know it pops up next in line on uh, on the day that we would celebrate um, Daniel Webster's birthday, and I, I promise you, I did not intend for that to happen. It just kind of unfolded that way. It, it works out beautifully that you know we celebrate Daniel Webster uh, as one of the the greatest senators ever. Because of his his ardent support and love for the Constitution or for the Union. I mean, this man was considered the great defender of the Constitution. And, and he spoke out against people that would want to thwart it. And, and he told us, hey, they're here, they're among us, and they will always be here and among us. We must stay ever vigilant to their efforts. And so here, uh, Luke Rosiak has, has uncovered, you know, some of these efforts. Uh, that there are are teachers in in, in our country, not only teachers, but leaders. All right, this woman, Renee Hobbs, is that her first name? Renee, yeah, Renee Hobbs. She's the founder of the Rhode Island University uh, Media Lab. She is an advisory board member of MLN, which stands for Media Literacy Now. And she hosted this State Department-funded seminar that Rosiak is uncovered here. But she also chaired a National Council, Council of Teachers of English group that actually argued that teachers, English teachers, should move beyond teaching children to write. And instead, they should disrupt classroom hierarchies. They should focus on consumerism and economic injustice. This is the objective. This is what we're faced with. All right? These aren't just normal run-of-the-mill teachers. These are leaders. These are leaders in the American education movement that are promoting the idea that kids don't need to learn how to write. Of course they don't, because we don't want them educated. I mean, we want them just, you know, running around and you know, screaming about the injustice being done to them and, and they don't know how to read. They don't know how to write. They don't know how to think. And this is the goal. This is the objective. Uh, Washington Post col- columnist Jay Matthews, this is what he is writing about this group. Uh, he, uh, he says uh, this group, that's in charge of training 35,000 English teachers has lost its grip on reality. With its statement that quote the time has come to decenter book reading and essay writing as the pinnacles of English language arts education. We must decenter that as as our as our main focus. And in favor, we should uh, turn children into change agents. That's what we should begin favoring. That's what our instruction should be on. Yeah, this is what uh, Jay Matthews wrote. So he's calling this group out. This group that's in charge of training 35,000 English teachers, and they're going throughout the country. They're going in a public school near you. And they're not interested in teaching your children how to write or how to read or how to think. They're interested in creating change agents, little robots. MLN immediately called for a re-education camp uh, for the Washington Post columnist. Hobbs called Matthews smug and whiny. Oh, well, isn't he just smug and whiny? Look at him over here, you know, pulling back the curtain and revealing the truth of who we are. He's just smug and whiny. Uh, and this is how they operate, right? There's no, um, there's no defense of the claim she starts attacking him personally. She starts attacking his character. Oh, he's just smug and whiny. Mm. All right. Uh, MLN's president, Aaron McNeil, wrote that by not approving of Hobbes' activities, Matthew had shown himself to be desperately in need of media literacy. Well, this man needs media literacy. How dare he not approve of our activities? Why he needs this more than anyone. You know, despite the fact that Matthews is one of the most experienced journalists on the planet at one of America's largest newspapers, forget that fact. This man needs media literacy. Uh, In an email, McNeil coached Hobbs to be more discreet. And now Hobbs, look here, you got to be more discreet, okay? The um, the uh, National Council uh, on uh, Teachers of English um, should steer away from saying that English should be replaced with critical pedagogies like critical race theory, because then it makes it evident. This is what she said: it makes it evident that they have an agenda beyond literacy. All right, we we, we can't we can't talk like that anymore. Look here, Hobbs. You can't go around saying that you know things like um, teachers should move beyond teaching children to write. All right, because then you're letting everybody know that it's evident we have an agenda beyond literacy. They're going to realize the truth. So can you can you zip it? Can you just stop talking about that stuff? Yeah, yeah. It's 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 in an email. The uh, the heroes of this story, Media Research Center has uncovered these emails via a Freedom of Information Act, and Luke Rosiak is reporting on it. And then I am commenting on it uh, to the world, because we need to know about this stuff. We need to hear about it. Uh, MLN advocated for Texas to mandate media literacy in their schools. Uh, But here's here's what Texas did. Texas said, okay, yeah, we're going to mandate media literacy. Uh, But in that, we're going to tell people that the 1619 Project is an example of disinformation. (laughs) Boom. (laughs) Take that. Take that, 1619. Take that, MLN. Take that. Those of you that want to shove media literacy down our throats, yeah, we're going to take it. Uh, But the 1619 Project is bunk. All right, it's part of it. Bunch of garbage. It's a bunch of filth. How dare you say that the 1619 project is built? Uh, the seminar also pushed a data detox kit, which instructs teachers to install NewsGuard. All right. Uh, NewsGuard and another product called Ad Fonts. I don't know if it's Ad Fonts or Ad Fontes, it's F O N T E S. NewsGuard and Ad Fonts. All right. Uh, these products rate news outlets, red flagging conservative outlets while rubber stamping the liberal ones. Oh yeah, the data detox kit, that's what they call it. and and they're 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 putting these in schools. They want you know teachers to to talk to the kids about about these these um uh, installs. The speaker who pushed the data detox kit was Daisy Kidd. Daisy Kidd is a self-proclaimed activist whose group Tactical Tech is partnered with George Soros-funded left-wing groups, as well as the uh, uh, Goth Institute, which uh, MRC, which, uh, you know, again, MRC is the heroes of the story, Media Research Center, MRC calls these groups a propaganda wing for the German government. The so-called kit, the so-called data detox kit, trains kids to reject misinformation by using left-leaning fact checkers like Snopes and PolitiFact. Snopes and PolitiFact have repeatedly, quote-unquote, debunked factual articles that were critical of Liberals. Uh, but then they tell the kids, "Don't use terms like fake news." I mean, that's you know that was a that was popularized by Trump. I, I wouldn't use fake news. No, we're not. We we don't want to say that. Uh, kid who is the one promoting the kit also used the session to promote a United Nations-funded curriculum called the Glass House. Now, mind you, that these people love the United Nations liberals love the United Nations because they love ultimate government. And this is what they're after. So during this seminar, they're promoting United Nation funded curriculum called the Glass House. It's a game designed to train kids what to believe, including that it is, quote, false or misleading that China was responsible for releasing the coronavirus. Now, kids, look, you hear this, this business that China released the virus? That's false and that's misleading. So they're they're they're, they're training our, our children to believe lies. It, can can you explain it any other way? Another speaker at the State Department funded seminar worked for a European group called Meat Tolerance, M-E-E-T, Meat Tolerance. That group promotes a book called The New Racism, Conservatives and the Ideology of the Tribe. Yeah, because only conservatives are racist. That's the new racism, kids. Conservatives. So if you hear your parents talk about conservatism, they must be racist. I mean, that's the objective here. You know, tell me otherwise. The disinformation experts seem to believe that while media... Does not ser- oh, hang on. This is this is written weirdly. The disinformation experts seem to believe, while media that does not serve their aims inherently lacks credibility. All right, so any media that is against liberalism, it it lacks credibility. Like the Washington Post article, you know, for example, like like Matthews, he mm-hmm. he lacks uh, he lacks credibility. He's not trustworthy because he disagrees what, with what we're saying. Can't be trusted. Uh, However, media produced by young children would be credible. Uh, This group teaches how to turn children into media producers who advocate intercultural values and social justice. Part of the curriculum was developed by socialist German politician Konstantin von Natz, who helps oversee Germany's intelligence agencies. Oh, does he now? And he's given away balloons and stickers to recruit children to create the impression of support for an international censorship law to block haters and right-wing extremism. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. That's the objective. That's the objective. We got to go after these conservative people, and we got to we, we got to let kids know that these guys are haters and they're extremists. In Germany. Tech platforms are punished with steep fines for not censoring user content, and those who oppose the censorship measures were placed under government surveillance. Welcome back to the 1930s Germany, kids. I mean, you're back. Those efforts have been horrifyingly effective in Germany, and the U.S. State Department is now importing them here directly from the source. They're going to port them and port them here with the help of our American teachers in our American classrooms. You don't believe me? American teachers were in turn, according to the article, paid to transform what they learned at the State Department sessions into lesson plans for their kids. All right, here's an example. Washington State educator named Lauren McClanahan. Illustrated this whole circular nature of the disinformation ecosystem. Uh, she attended the State Department seminar, and then she created curriculum that relied on uh, the uh, this group's uh, NCTE. NCTE was this, you know, national teachers group that um, that was saying that they didn't want kids to to learn how to write national council of teachers of english so she's uh taking their call to pursue social justice instead of reading and writing to justify having students create quote public service announcements about a social justice topic all right so so in this curriculum she isn't interested in, in teaching her kids to write Uh, All she wants to do is, you know, have them create PSAs about social justice. That's the objective. Hobbs, uh, back to Renee Hobbs, uh, her group's final report on the training session boasts that she used the State Department seminar to bring media literacy to Austin, Texas Police Academy. This included making sure videos didn't promote stereotypes and warning them not to raise an American flag for slain police officers because it might be offensive. So not only is she teaching English teachers, but you know she's also getting into you know liberal cities and their police departments. So this group here that has uncovered all this uh, Media Research Center. Uh, they say that parents need to ask their school boards if their schools are using NewsGuard and Ad Fonts, these two programs which uh, red flag uh, conservative media and support liberal media. Uh, because, you know, if they do, then that is a, a, a red flag. I mean, that's code for English teachers in your school that are more interested in teaching propaganda than they are teaching your kids to read and write. Now, this was a lot. This was a lot to dive into. I get it. It was heavy, and it was deep, and it was on Daniel Webster's birthday, but uh, it was appropriate because Webster loved the Constitution, and he said to us, gird up your loins, open your eyes. you got to be awake. Americans, you have to be awake. You have to be worthy to receive the baton from those who fought and bled uh, for this country and gave us the, the, the most glorious government governmental document ever established. They gave it to us. We have to protect it. Um, you know, we talked about this yesterday. We've got these judges that are being nominated to the bench. They don't even know what the Constitution says. And, and we need, this is something we should be teaching our kids in, in third, fourth, fifth grade they need to be learning what the constitution says and what it means in elementary school this is important friends this is important we have to go after this we have to defend this with everything that's inside of us ah all right i'm up against it that's all the time we have for today america and our friends around the world thank you for joining us encourage your friends and family to get on the dean's list we must get this message out we must unite to renovate the H.